Welcome to Regenerative Medicine Today. This is John Murphy, and I have two guests for this podcast. So let me spend a moment and briefly introduce our guests for today. First of all, we have Dr. Stephen Badalak. Dr. Badalak is a professor at the University of Pittsburgh in the Department of Surgery, and he's the Deputy Director of the McGowan Institute for Regenerative Medicine. Dr. Badalak is one of the world pioneers in terms of developing the science of regenerative technology, in particular tissue engineering, and he's been a frequent guest on this podcast in the past. Because there's a special focus today on a clinical trial, let me just refer our listeners to the other podcast if you want to learn a little bit about Dr. Badalak's science and his accomplishments. Specifically, podcast 3, podcast 29, Podcast 83 and Podcast 99. Our second guest is Sergeant Ronald Strang from the U.S. Marine Corps. Sergeant Strang has participated in a clinical trial that involves the science that Dr. Badalak has developed. So let me begin by asking Dr. Badalak to talk a little bit about the science that's been involved in this tissue engineering. And before I do that, I want to make important note that this particular trial has been sponsored by the Department of Defense Office of the Secretary of Defense Manufacturing Technology Program and the Rapid Fielding Directorate. And it's through this office that this program of assessing this technology is feasible. So Dr. Badalak, perhaps a brief overview of the science behind this clinical trial. Thank you, John, for that kind introduction. As you know, as well as anyone, one of the primary missions of the McGowan Institute for Regenerative Medicine is the clinical translation of the science of regenerative medicine. So even though we are definitely very interested in basic science and mechanisms and so forth, the reason we do the science is so that we can change the practice of medicine. This particular clinical trial is a good example of that. It's based upon 15 to 20 years' worth of work at the bench and in preclinical animal studies in which we discovered that the extracellular matrix, which is the glue that holds cells together in animals and people and literally all living things, is replete with signals that are very important for development and for wound healing and for delivering constructive signals during the process of responding to injury. And during the course of this preclinical work, we learned how to prepare products made from extracellular matrix such that they can be used in patients like Ron, who you're going to hear from in a minute. This extracellular matrix is an inductive biologic scaffold material that is placed at the site of injury, is degraded by the body, and then releases signals into the adjacent tissue that have effects such as the recruitment of the patient's own stem cells to the site of remodeling. There's a modulation or change in the innate immune response so that it becomes constructive rather than destructive. And it also provides a friendly environment for rebuilding the tissue. And the clinical study that is now in progress and sponsored by the Defense Department is the follow-up to some rodent animal studies 
and some studies in larger animals that showed if we excised large pieces of tissue, so large there's not enough left to sew back together, and replace the defect with one of these biologic scaffold materials, and then applied appropriate rehabilitation techniques, we could stimulate the formation of new musculotendinous tissue. You need to think about that for a second. We take a totally acellular material harvested from another animal, from a pig, and we put it into a human. And this material breaks down, releases signals, recruits the patient's own stem cells to the site, and then they differentiate into the type of tissue that is appropriate for that particular site in the body. And this is what this trial is based upon, taking patients, both soldiers and civilian patients, who suffer from what's called volumetric muscle loss, where you lose large pieces of musculotendinous tissue. And they enroll in this study, or at least contact us, and we can determine whether they're eligible to enroll. And we can apply 20 years of work to them in this study and hopefully do something good in terms of changing the practice of medicine. So, Dr. Badalak, just for clarity, it's my understanding that this particular trial is only applicable to massive muscle loss in the extremities due to trauma and is not applicable if someone suffers from other neurological or genetic disorders of the extremities. Is that correct? At the present time, we can't do anything if it's a genetic disorder because the material would be replaced by the same genetically deficient tissue. However, the loss of muscle, which is usually from trauma, has got to be at least 25% of the mass of that particular muscle group. And yes, you're right, it's confined to the extremities or the muscles that attach the extremities to the torso. It can be the lower leg or the upper leg, the upper arm or the lower arm, any muscle group that if the defect is surrounded by normal healthy tissue, then they have a chance of being able to enter this study. Well, thank you for introducing the topic, and now I'd like to introduce Sergeant Strang and just ask him to briefly synopsize his injury and in, in, in the therapy he's participated in. So as I introduce Sergeant Strang, I'd like to say thank you for your service and thank you for contributing to the advancement of this particular science. So Sergeant Strang, please tell us a little bit about your particular situation. This happened April of 2010. I was on foot patrol while in Afghanistan and was struck with an IED, which the blast removed half of my quadricep muscle on my left leg. From then on, I had uh, multiple surgeries and uh, debridements, which eventually led to a closure and a skin graft. really left me with no lower extension on my leg because the quadricep muscle had no connectivity to my hip muscle anymore. So through a year and a half of physical therapy, I was stuck to using a cane or crutches to get around. That was until, of course, I came to UPMC and uh, the McGowan Institute and got this surgery last year on October 7th, 2011. From then on, even the next day after the surgery, I was able to get up and walk around a little bit better than I had before. And during that week, pretty rigorous physical training, I was able to get to a full stride and had a noticeable increase in my muscle strength in that leg was able to get around a lot easier without a limp and able to take the stairs and pretty much get around almost normally from what I had been before. Thank you for sharing your experience, and again, thank you for participating in this particular study. 
So Dr. Badalak, this particular trial, some patients have been treated, but there's a lot more to be treated as I understand it. That's right. The uh, Defense Department has funded the study for 80-80 patients. We're going to do 40 of those patients at the University of Pittsburgh, and we are in the process of training the surgical and rehabilitation teams at four other sites around the country so that they can do uh, approximately 10 patients each. And this will be done over the course of the next 18 months or so. And the potential patients who think they're interested should contact us at the McGowan Institute so that we can do a phone screen on them, ask them a series of questions, determine whether or not they're eligible to come to us for a visit, all paid for by the Defense Department, by this grant. And then we would, after the in-house examination, determine whether or not they're eligible to formally enter into the trial. So it's a stepwise process, but the first step, of course, is to contact us. And at our website, the phone numbers and the email addresses to contact us are available. We will post on the podcast website this contact information as well so that you can follow up with Dr. Badalak and his colleagues if you have an interest in further exploring possible participation in this trial. Dr. Badalak, I know that studies such as this involve a large multidisciplinary team. Are there other collaborators? Oh, absolutely. I feel like basically a card dealer here. Everybody else is doing the work. This study is as interdisciplinary as it gets. Dr. Peter Rubin is the clinical principal investigator on this particular trial. Mike Boninger and uh, Fabrizio Ambrosio are heading up the physical therapy team. Eric Weiss is our imaging person. We have an entire crew of administrative support people to handle the influx of people and manage the patients as they enter the trial and go through it. So this is a large team, and every single person is absolutely essential. No one person is more important than another. A true team effort. Well, thank you. So thank you to uh, Dr. Badalak and to Ron Strang. Uh, And as we conclude this podcast, I'd like again to thank the Office of the Secretary of Defense Manufacturing Technology Program and the Rapid Fielding Directorate for sponsoring this particular study. Again, if you have interest in further exploring participation in this trial, the contact information is on the podcast website, which is www.regenerativemedicinetoday.com. As we conclude this podcast series, I'd like to thank the McGowan Institute for Regenerative Medicine for sponsoring this program. And until we meet again with another interesting interview, thank you for listening.